0: Today, we're looking at the linebacker spot, which we really don't know very much about heading into 2023 for our camp breakdowns as we continue this series on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of locked on. Make every moment more. Visit fanDuel.com slash locked on today to get started. Hello and welcome back to the Locked on Sun Levels Podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw and I will be your guide for everything. Arizona State Sun Levels, thank you guys as always for tuning in and a shout out to the everydayers that are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like, subscribe, and turn on notifications to get an update when we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Doubles. So, linebacker, man, there's really not a lot to go off of here. I can't promise you this is going to be the roughly 20 to 25-minute podcast that I've been doing for the majority of this series because – there's just not a lot to go off of here. Most of what I'm going to say is speculation and what we've been able to see from spring practices. Like, there's not much to go with here. Let me explain. The linebacker position for the Sun Devils has been manned pretty handedly over the last handful of years. Merlin Robertson had played five years. Kyle Soley had been here just as long. Darian Butler was here before that. There's, there's been good continuity at the linebacker spot for the last handful of years. And now heading into 2023, it's all gone. Merlin Robertson and Kyle Sully are gone. Darian Butler left two years ago. Uh, Eric Gentry, who was a, uh, what's it called? All, all, all American freshman, freshman, all American. That's what they're called transferred after his freshman year he was supposed to be the future he would be entering his junior year and he would have been the focal point of this unit he left last year connor Soley, who was one of the other starters from last year also decided to transfer this past offseason to oregon we now look at a linebacker spot that has almost nothing of certainty here this is not dismissal of talent at all let me make that abundantly clear I am not saying these guys stink. I am not saying these guys can't play football. I am saying there is, there's nothing to go off of. There's not a lot of snaps. There's not a lot of statistics. There's not a lot of games played. It is a lot of projection here. And it's probably the single most unknown position on this roster right now for the Sun levels they were able to bring in some guys through the transfer portal. And most notably was Travion Brown. Brown is a graduate transfer from Washington State. He followed his defensive coordinator, Brian Ward, down to Tempe. He is without a doubt the de facto number one linebacker on this team. There's no debate or anything like that. Last year, he had his career best season, 49 tackles, a sack and a half, that's the only like true like statistics he was a very good player for a very good defense though he will be coming down to Arizona State and he will be inheriting the Merlin Robertson role as the number 1 linebacker on this team as the as the play caller getting everyone set up and this is especially more prevalent when you consider that he is he is following his defensive coordinator who's in his first year at Arizona State so if there's ever a need for a guy to be able to call out the defense for a first-year guy, it's it's Travion Brown. This is this is absolutely the dude. He is linebacker one in more ways than one. He knows the defense already. He's got the most proven statistical background. He's got the most gameplay, game playing experience, like everything that you need to look like a starter is Travion Brown. Now, is he a superstar? No, not yet. He could be. But the bottom line is he's without a doubt the most experienced and probably the most dependable defender you have at the position right now heading into training camp. There is next to nothing anybody can do. Of the other, of the other 11 linebackers on this roster, there's nothing that, any of those other 10 can do to usurp Trey Brown of his spot as one of the starting uh, linebackers here. Now, very interesting when I was looking, of course, at our for their, their depth chart breakdown, they only listed two linebackers to be starting because they are, excuse me. They are including Jordan Clark as the starting nickel. So they're projecting a base nickel defense. I've talked about this before. You really don't have any like set base defense anymore because you rotate between your base four threes or your three fours and your nickels and your dimes and your quarters, whatever it is like you're constantly rotating defenses. Starts don't mean as much as they used to. It's all about snap count. So the other guy that they had listed as the starter, and this is probably the guy that makes the most sense to plug in next to Trey Brown is Will Schaefer. Schaefer is going into his redshirt junior year. He recorded nine tackles a year ago, which is more than any, well, excuse me, it's uh, the second most of any returning linebacker for the Sun Devils from last year. We'll talk about the other guy here momentarily, but Will Schaefer, six foot, 235, local kid has definitely bided his time to be able to get to this point of being a starting linebacker for the team. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't be a starting linebacker. I think right now, if you're, if you're going off of like a base defense, there's, there'd be three starting linebackers for the team. Trey Brown, Will Schaefer, and James Joncom. Joncom is the linebacker who does have the most returning tackles from last year. He had 15, uh, seven solo, eight assist. He was a, what's it called? A junior college transfer a year ago. And for what it's worth, these guys were able to make the most of their opportunities. They just didn't get a lot of opportunities. And that's kind of the problem that Arizona state has run into right now. Looking at this linebacker spot is so many of these guys just have not had a lot of opportunity to be able to show off, but Trey Brown will definitely be captaining the position and he'll be the most important player on, on, uh, or not on in the, in the positional group and in the, in the camp battle that's going on it'll be up to trey brown to be able to guide and direct everybody in the right place will Schaefer, james joncom are uh veteran guys that are coming back there's a handful of other guys i'm going to talk about here in just one moment but of the of the 11 guys if i had to pick three starters it would be trey brown it would be will Schaefer, it would be james joncom i don't think it's really Well, here's the thing. It can't absolutely be debated. That's the fun part. But for me, at least, these are the guys that I'm the most certain about. These are the guys I have the fewest questions about, even though there are still tons and tons of questions. Those would be my starting three as of right now. Guys, real quick, we got to talk about FanDuel because the NBA Finals are tipping off tomorrow night. And I promise you, there's going to be so many great bets to take. You got to make a fast break right now to Fanduel during the NBA playoffs as they begin coming to a close, especially because new customers are getting a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. You heard me right. $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's great promotions. It's a safe and secure app, and the best part is you get paid instantly. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on and get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's Fanduel.com slash fanduel official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Remember, wherever you're getting your podcast to hit, like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications for my everydayers that are here every day. Tomorrow, we are wrapping up this series of positional camp breakdowns. With the secondary, it's corners, it's nickels, it's safeties. It's all the defensive backs talking about that competition. And it's a stiff competition. So make sure that you tune in wherever you're getting your podcasts. All right. Handful of guys to talk about here. Now, where I had talked about Trey Brown, Will Schaefer, Joncom as my starting three. I think there is a fourth guy here that should be talked about as a potential starter as well. Someone you can't really sleep on. And that's Caleb McColo. McCullough is also a redshirt junior who last year had three tackles. He's been at Arizona state for the entirety of his career. He has just eight career tackles. He does have an interception that he recorded back in 2020 for what it's worth, but where he doesn't have statistics, neither do the other guys. And that's where I feel McCullough should get an argument is because the guys ahead of him have not asserted themselves that much more McCullough has. I am vehemently on Trey Brown is linebacker run. But after him, between Schaefer, Joncombe, McCullough, and maybe a couple other guys you want to throw in there, it's really up to anybody's discretion who should be the starting linebackers after Brown. And Mikolo has a very intriguing argument. 6'2", 215, he is the undersized but the modern linebacker build. He's someone that you're going to need to keep an eye out on during training camp. Uh, Zach Bauer is very interesting to me. He is a redshirt senior. This is last year. Uh, you don't want to talk about undersized 5'11, 230. He's basically me, but instead of a gut, he's got muscle. So, if if you like the idea of Richie Bradshaw running around on the football field, Zach Bauer is your guy, but you know, he's actually an athlete. I'm not even remotely an athlete. He's someone else to consider a valley kid. Uh, he's been with the team for however long uh he only has statistics recorded for last year where he had just a single tackle so again he fits into that mold of everybody else who just does not have statistics to really back anything up uh jacob jorndall is also somebody to keep an eye out on 5'11, 215 retchard sophomore or excuse me uh retchard jr uh four career tackles he's been with arizona state worth uh worth an argument uh, Dylan DeVito, also on the team, he, just like everybody else, does not have a ton of stats to be able to go off of to definitively decide whether or not he should be a starter for the team. He actually hasn't recorded the tackle since the 2020 season, but he's been with the team ever since. So, seriously, there is so much wide-open competition here. And this can be a great thing, but this can also be a concerning thing when we're trying to sit here and figure out, well, what do we do? Who do we trust? Who's who's the guy? There's not necessarily a guy right now. And some people could find that really irritating, and some people can find that really terrifying, and some people could find that really exciting. Like Between these seven guys that we've just gone through, you can cut it any which way and make a legitimate argument. Here's where it can get kind of interesting. Arizona State attacked the transfer portal, and they brought in three guys. We already mentioned Brown. The other two are very interesting. These are former Arizona high school prospects that left the state of Arizona to try out their careers elsewhere, didn't get that opportunity, heard Kenny Dillingham was coming home and activating the Valley and decided to come back home as well and give it a shot. You've got Tate Romney, linebacker from BYU, and Crew Jackson, linebacker from K-State. Now, Romney did not record a single statistic during his time with the BYU Cougars. Nothing to go off of, but he fits in very well with everybody else. Crew Jackson is an interesting one. Now, Crew Jackson is a specimen at six foot five, 204 pounds. He, in 2022, very limited role, three tackles, but he recorded the sack and he recorded an interception. He did this because he was this like linebacker safety hybrid player that the Wildcats were trying to make him into. And this is one of the things that makes Crew Jackson such an intriguing argument for placing into the starting lineup for the Sun Devils is he's got that pure athleticism that you can't teach. And he's got size that really nobody else on this roster has. And if he is able to find a niche with this team, He could turn into a very, very good player for the Sun Devils. It's just a matter of getting him there. I'm interested to see how Arizona State wants to handle the linebacker spot because with athletes like Crew and then so many other guys who have been in college football longer because Crew Jackson is only a redshirt freshman. The other guys who have been in college football longer or maybe have more loyalty to the program, whatever have you, how do you factor Crew Jackson into the situation? Is he somebody that eventually gets starting reps? Is he a guy that takes a a figurative redshirt season in his first year in Tempe while they try to get the position figured out? I don't know. Crew Jackson's a very intriguing player that fits into this and kind of makes a little bit of a mess of everything else here. And I think he's got to be one of the guys to keep the closest eye on. During training camp, because it wouldn't surprise me at all based off of the profile itself. If Crew Jackson were to wind up being a very, very important player for the Sun Levels defense in the 2023 season, again, just based off of the profile that he has. It feels like he shouldn't be someone that you count out very often, if at all. Keep an eye out for Crew Jackson. One more time, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, like, subscribe and hit those notifications. My everydayers, make sure you tune in tomorrow as we wrap up this series talking about the secondary, the safeties, the corners, the defensive backs in general. We're talking about the competition and wrapping up this series on the Lock On Sun podcast. All right, want to mention real quick, the last two guys on the roster are a uh, true freshman KV on Thunderbird, three-star prospect, and redshirt uh, freshman Miles Amy are also going to be factoring into this competition. Bottom line, there's nothing that we know here. It is truly anybody's game. I am absolutely of the belief that this is going to be Travion Brown's linebacker room. It would truly take an injury or something, some other kind of devastating action to happen to take him out of that role. After that, there are 10 more linebackers here who are going to be competing. And I anticipate that even if it's, even if it's only one spot, it's any, it's any man's game. It could be James Joncom. It could be Will Schaefer. It could be Miles Haney. It could be Jacob Jorndall. It could be Zach Bowers. Like there, it could go any which direction. I don't think any of us have any idea. I don't think the coaches have any idea. And that's the beauty of this. This linebacker position has no loyalties. And the best part about having no loyalties is that nobody is going to stand out more than the other. But even better than that is there is nothing that helps anyone stand out more than the other. Of the guys that we talked about, only... I think two players have double-digit career tackles at the Power 5 level after Trey Brown. It's a very small group that has any kind of resume here. This is going to be one of those camp battles where you truly hope that it just turns into an iron sharpens iron kind of positional battle. You just hope that these guys are able to get the best out of each other and that they push each other to get to the highest ceiling possible for them. And maybe it's not all Pac-12 kind of play, but you do want serviceable starters no matter who it is, whether it's the young guys, whether it's the veteran guys. You just want good play no matter who it is. Looking at this group, I don't know, man. Like, there's, there's truly a... It's obviously a finite combination with 11 guys, but it feels like it could just totally be up to discretion here. Whoever you want it to be, it could be them. I don't know. What do you guys think of the linebacker spot? If it were, if you were asking me to make a prediction for week one and you wanted me to predict three, I would go Trey Brown, Will Schaefer, James Joncombe. You wanted me to pick a sleeper, it's Crew Jackson. You wanted me to pick a you know, way out of their guy, probably KV on Thunderbird, a safer guy, Caleb McCullough. You truly could draw up an argument for any one of these guys, but I want to know who you guys like in the linebacker competition. Let me know in the comments on YouTube or hit me up on Twitter at RichieBrats36 or the podcast at LO underscore Sun Wherever you're getting your podcast, though, make sure that you hit like, subscribe, and turn on those notifications. I thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Let's have a dialogue about what to do with the linebacker position. Are you guys excited? Are you nervous? What are your thoughts? Let me know. Bottom line, this is going to be one of the most wide open competitions on the team right now. But that's all that I got for you guys today. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow as we wrap up the series looking at the secondary as a whole. It'll be a jam-packed episode looking at corners and safeties alike. But until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked On Sun Devil.